Today is the 6th of January 2023. Welcome to Walking the Way. My name is Ray. I want to say a big thank you to everyone for listening in as we continue to share in a regular rhythm of worship and devotion together. If you are joining us for the very first time, let me say thank you and welcome. Each episode follows a really simple pattern. It's a mixture of prayer, script, and music. It's easy to pick up as we go along. Don't forget, there is a Walking the Way prayer book and today's script, which you can download. And if you'd like to support Walking the Way or you'd like to subscribe to the podcast, or you simply want more information about what this is all about, then please head to rayborrett.co.uk. The links are all in the episode notes. You can click those as well. But we always start each leg of walking the way with our opening prayer. So let's still our hearts. Let's come before God. Let's pray. Loving incarnate God, thank you. Because in the hardest times you are here, when we are alone, afraid or sad, confused, ashamed or hurt, you are here. You are with us. You are here. You are. For your love is always present, stronger than a mighty wind, yet gentler than a dove. You urge, lead and protect us. You know, embrace and nurture us. Loving, searching God, if we turn away or close the door, Thank you that you never abandon us. Our past, present and future are in your keeping. And you are nearer than our own beating hearts and closer than our breath. You call us by name and we rejoice that we are held in your love. Amen. 1 Samuel 14, verse 37 And Saul inquired of God, Shall I go down after the Philistines? Will you give them into the hand of Israel? But he did not answer him that day. In our chapter today, King Saul is looking to God for guidance as to attend, as to when to attack the Philistines. Unfortunately, God doesn't answer him. But I find it interesting that Saul only asks God for advice after a priest suggests it. You see, Saul had originally only spoken to his men in the chapter. And it got me thinking, that possibly is one of the reasons why we don't hear from God. Because God was not Saul's first thought. It seems God was an afterthought, his second thought. Now we know that unanswered prayers are frustrating at least. We sometimes expect God to be there for us 24-7, meeting our every need and request, and yet God can seem remarkably distant. But maybe the answer to why God doesn't answer our prayers lies in the fact that while we expect that of Him, we don't give God the respect He's due by not going to Him first. Ask yourself the question, is God the first person I go to when I need help? Ask yourself that question. Is God the first person that I go to when I need help? And I'm not suggesting that the reason, the reason why God doesn't answer us is because we don't go to him for help. But it is a possibility. God hears every prayer. God just may not answer every prayer. And there may be a time when we know why. But until then, Maybe we need to be looking at ourselves and our motives and asking, 
is my unanswered prayer because I didn't go to God first. We're going to have our first piece of music just to give us some time to center ourselves on God. And then we're going to get into our Bible readings for today. And today we read 1 Samuel 14. Heavenly Father, as we approach your word today, help us to hear it with your wisdom and respond to it with your grace. Amen. Our Bible readings this week are taken from the English Standard Version, and today I'm reading 1 Samuel 14. One day, Jonathan the son of Saul said to the young man who carried his armor, Come, let us go over to the Philistine garrison on the other side. But he did not tell his father. Saul was staying in the outskirts of Gibeah, in the pomegranate cave at Migron. The people who were with him were about six hundred men, including Ahijah, the son of Ahitab, Ichabod's brother, son of Phinehas, son of Eli, the priest of the Lord in Shiloh, wearing an ephod. And the people did not know Jonathan had gone. Within the passes by which Jonathan sought to go over to the Philistine garrison, there was a rocky crag on one side and a rocky crag on the other side. The name of the one was Bozaz, and the name of the other, Senna. The one crag rose on the north in front of Michmash, and the other on the south in front of Geba. Jonathan said to the young man who carried his armor, Come, let us go over to the garrison of these uncircumcised. It may be that the Lord will work for us, for nothing can hinder the Lord from saving by many or by few. And his armor-bearer said to him, Do all that is in your heart. 
Do as you wish. Behold, I am with you, heart and soul. Then Jonathan said, Behold, we will cross over to the men, and we will show ourselves to them. If they say to us, Wait until we come to you, then we will stand still in our place, and we will not go up to them. But if they say, Come up to us, then we will go up. For the Lord has given them into our hand, and this shall be the sign to us. So both of them showed themselves to the garrison of the Philistines. And the Philistines said, Look, Hebrews are coming out of the holes where they've hidden themselves. And the men of the garrison hailed Jonathan and his armor-bearer and said, Come to us, and we will show you a thing. And Jonathan said to his armor-bearer, Come up after me, for the Lord has given them into the hand of Israel. Then Jonathan climbed up on his hands and feet, and his armor-bearer after him. And they fell before Jonathan, and his armor-bearer killed them after him. And that first strike which Jonathan and his armor-bearer made killed about twenty men within about half a furrow's length in an acre of land. And there was a panic in the camp, in the field, and among all the people. The garrison and even the raiders trembled. The earth quaked, and it became a very great panic. And the watchmen of Saul and Gibeah of Benjamin looked, and behold, the multitude was dispersing here and there. Then Saul said to the people who were with him, Count and see who has gone from us. And when they counted, behold, Jonathan and his armor-bearer were not there. So Saul said to Ahijah, Bring the ark of God here, for the ark of God went at that time with the people of Israel. Now while Saul was talking to the priest, the tumult of the camp of the Philistines increased more and more, and Saul said to the priest, Withdraw your hand. Then Saul and all the people who were with him rallied and went into the battle, and behold, every Philistine's sword was against his fellow, and there was a very great confusion. Now the Hebrews who had been with the Philistines before that time, and who had gone up with them into the camp, even they also turned to be with the Israelites who were with Saul and Jonathan. Likewise, when all the men of Israel who had hidden themselves in the hill country of Ephraim heard that the Philistines were fleeing, they too followed hard after them in the battle. So the Lord saved Israel that day, and the battle passed beyond Beth of En. And the men of Israel had been hard-pressed that day, so Saul laid an oath on the people, saying, Cursed be the man who eats food until it is evening, and I am avenged on my enemies. So none of the people had tasted food. Now when all the people came to the forest, behold, there was honey on the ground. And when the people entered the forest, behold, the honey was dropping. But no one put his hand to his mouth, for the people feared the oath. But Jonathan had not heard his father charge the people with the oath, so he put the tip of his staff that was in his hand and dipped it in the honeycomb and put his hand to his mouth. And his eyes became bright. Then one of the people said, Your father strictly charged the people with an oath, saying, Cursed be the man who eats food this day. And the people were faint. And Jonathan said, My father has troubled the land. See how my eyes have become bright because I tasted a little of this honey. How much better if the people had eaten freely today of the spoil of their enemies that they found. For now the defeat among the Israelites has not been great. They struck down the Philistines that day from Michmash to Aijalon. And the people were very faint. The people pounced on the spoil and took sheep and oxen and calves and slaughtered them on the ground. And the people ate them with the blood. Then they told Saul, Behold, the people are sinning against the Lord by eating with the blood. And he said, You have dealt treacherously. Roll a great stone to me here. And Saul said, Disperse yourselves among the people and say to them, Let every man bring his ox or his sheep, and slaughter them here and eat, 
Do not sin against the Lord by eating with the blood. So every one of the people brought his ox with him that night, and they slaughtered them there. And Saul built an altar to the Lord. It was the first altar that he built to the Lord. Then Saul said, Let us go down after the Philistines by night and plunder them until the morning light. Let us not leave a man of them. They said, Do whatever seems good to you. But the priest said, Let us draw near to God here. And Saul inquired of God, Shall I go down after the Philistines? Will you give them into the hand of Israel? But he did not answer him that day. And Saul said, Come here, all of you leaders of the people, and know and see how the sin has arisen today. For as the Lord lives who saves Israel, though it be in Jonathan my son, he shall surely die. But there was not a man among all the people who answered him. Then he said to all of Israel, You shall be on one side, and I, Jonathan my son, will be on the other side. And the people said to Saul, Do what seems good to you. Therefore Saul said, O Lord God of Israel, why have you not answered your servant this day? If this guilt is in me or in Jonathan my son, O Lord, God of Israel give Urim, but if this guilt is in your people, give Thummim. And Jonathan and Saul were taken, but the people escaped. Then Saul said, Cast a lot between me and my son Jonathan. And Jonathan was taken. Then Saul said to Jonathan, Tell me what you have done. And Jonathan told him, I tasted a little honey with the tip of my staff that was in my hand. Here I am, I will die. And Saul said, God do so to me, and more also, you shall surely die, Jonathan. Then the people said to Saul, Shall Jonathan die, who has worked this great salvation in Israel? Far from it. As the Lord lives, there shall not be one hair of his head fall to the ground. Free has worked with God this day. So the people ransomed Jonathan, so that he did not die. Then Saul went up from pursuing the Philistines, and the Philistines went to their own place. When Saul had taken the kingship over Israel, he fought against all his enemies on every side, against Moab, against the Ammonites, against Edom, against the kings of Zobah, and against the Philistines. Wherever he turned, he routed them, and he did valiantly instruct the Amalekites and delivered Israel out of the hands of those who plundered them. Now the sons of Saul were Jonathan, Ishvi, and Malkishua. And the names of his two daughters were these. The name of the firstborn was Merib, and the name of the younger, Michael. And the name of Saul's wife was Ahinoam, the daughter of Ahimaz. And the name of the commander of his army was Abner, the son of Ner, Saul's uncle. Kish was the father of Saul. And Ner, the father of Abner, was the son of Abliel. There was hard fighting against the Philistines all the days of Saul. And when Saul saw any strong man or any valiant man, he attached him to himself. We're going to have our second piece of music, just to give us some time to reflect on on the battle and also the life of King Saul. And after the music, as always, we're going to pray.
today, taken from our Walking the Way prayer book, as a prayer for our local outreach projects. Let's pray, shall we? Lord Jesus, as you sat looking at the people, did you ever feel overwhelmed by the need? As you healed the blind and the lepers, freed those possessed and raised the dead, did you ever wonder if there would be an end? As you hung on the cross and died, did you wonder if your sacrifice was going to be enough? Because if we're honest, Lord, we are feeling a little overwhelmed. The needs of this world are simply beyond our means. Physical needs, emotional needs, spiritual needs. There is so much need and we don't know how to meet it. Help us today, Lord, to put aside our anxiety and worry over resources. And remind us that you've had 5,000 people with five small fish and two loaves of bread. Remind us that it is you who convicts. We simply plant seeds and water them. Remind us that you are the one who saves. As we reach out to our communities, guide us today to deploy resources wisely, love people deeply, and trust in you completely. Amen. We say together the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us and remain with us now and forevermore. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. You've been listening to Walking the Way. All the details for today's episodes can be found in the show notes, including the scripture passages and credits for the prayers. If you'd like to support Walking the Way, and we really would appreciate it if you would, links to our giving page and also to our subscription service is in the episode notes as well. For more information, head to rayborrett.co.uk, or you can find me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Don't forget, you can also listen to us on TuneIn and Spotify. My name is Ray, and so until next time, I'll be here waiting we continue walking the way.